Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. It is uh, 309 here in Northeast Pennsylvania, raining outside. Well, the temperature's not too bad, 40 degrees with some showers around outside. So how's your Friday on this Friday, December 1st, 2023? First day of December is here, and the month strong. Nice time of year. Don't let the, the holiday blues get to you. You take control of the holiday blues. That's the way we're going to go today. And then, you know, we'll we'll open up Friday for a little bit, a little free-for-all. If there's anything you want us to talk about, call or text in 570-883-0098. Or you can, t- you know, just text in a topic. Say, hey, I want to I wanna know a little more about this. If, if, if it's something I looked into, yeah, we'll definitely get it on to you today. As always, we'll have the great musical selections brought to you by Jake in the control room, keeping things down in there. Hopefully he doesn't decide to smash the computer today, but it seems to be going better today, right? right everything better today, Jake? Is it, is it operating manageably? or <laughs> So far, so good. Pretty much says all. You can hear the tin in the background when he, uh, when he knocks, so that shows about where we're at here. I uh, was at the concert last night, Chase Rice. And uh, Old Dominion, um, night, great show last night. Really, really good show. Nice weather. It was, it was good. And listen, a pet, a pet peeve about concerts. And I, I understand you. And I'm going to actually steal a line from uh, this, the lead singer from Old Dominion last night. It's your seat. You paid for it. And you can do what you want with it. But is there a reason why you need to stand up if you have an unobstructed view, only to obstruct the view of the people behind you that would rather sit down? Um, you know, I understand, you know, there's times of the show where you want to get up and dance. And, and, you know, like you said, you paid for the seat. Do what you want with it. And the artist actually encouraged everybody to to get up there and uh, stand up and, and dance. And I understand as an artist, you want to see that. You want to see the crowd engaged. I get it. But to stand up for the entire show, even when they're talking, even between songs. And, and come on, sit down. We're in stadium seating. Everyone could see if you sit. Maybe I'm just getting old. Could be. Probably. Um, but that's just me. But it was it was a great concert. Good to see some people out there. Good to see some people come up to me and, and say hello. I appreciate that always. Never feel, uh, never feel uh, like you can't come up and say what's up and tell me what you like, what you don't like. I'm all open to that. So it was a, it was a great thing out there. And when we got home, the concert ended a little after 11 o'clock with traffic and everything. But you get home, by the time we got home, um, and we got out just before, just as the last song was going, just as it started. So, you know, we got a little heads up on the way out. Didn't sit in too much traffic, but it's still a 45-minute drive home. So, uh, you know, got home just before midnight. By the time we wrapped up, I was closing things down. I, I remembered the Northern Lights. We talked about it yesterday. And supposedly the Northern Lights, now it was a little hazy last night. There was some peaks of, of clear sky through. I could see, sort of see the moon, and the moon was kind of bright last night, even though it wasn't a full moon. So I'm sure that kind of ruins the view of it. But if you look at the maps on where the Northern Lights were visible, it kind of dropped well down into Pennsylvania. Today I saw that. But I went outside. It was a little after midnight. And I go outside. I figured, hey, let me go outside and see. I got a pretty clear view. Anyone who's seen the pictures from my house, you know, I, I got... Um, pretty unobstructed views of uh, all north, south, east, and west. 
So I shut all my lights down. I figured, let me go out on the front porch and look to the north to see if I could see these northern lights. Shut all the lights down, opened my door. I'm in my sweatpants and a T-shirt. Have my uh, bottle of water for the night. I walk out on my front porch. I stand there, and I'm looking up at the sky, and I see this big shadow in front of me. Now, it was probably 30 yards, 40 yards from me at most, and it caught my eye. It's, It's dark out. You really couldn't make out what was going on, and I see this big shadow, and this big shadow stands up, and it stands up to about five or six foot, and I'm looking at it now, and it's like, I really just came out here to look at the northern lights. What the hell is this? Scared the crap out of me. And it ran, and it didn't run away into the woods across from my house, straight back away from me. It kind of ran on an angle towards me, and it dropped down. It didn't run standing up at five or six foot. It just dropped down and ran to my right where my chicken coop is. My chicken coop has been vacant for the past year, so it's not like there's chickens there. And it runs by, really didn't make much of a sound, and I didn't see much more than a big shadow. That being said, I said, well, F the northern lights, I'm going to bed. That's it for me. I'm in. I'm out of here. Kind of startled a little bit there. Didn't expect that. So it was either Bigfoot or a bear. Now, you know, I, I posted that on my social media. I didn't obviously get a picture of it but because um, I didn't have my phone. I was in my sweatpants and T-shirt ready to go to bed, hoping to see some northern lights. And most likely a bear got startled by me, stood up, I guess, when it heard my my glass door slam shut, figured out that it didn't like the fact that I was there. I'm looking at it, figuring out, I don't know what the hell this is, and I don't like it, and it ran away. But that was enough for the northern lights for me last night. So, um, you know, that was my northern lights experience. If you did see some northern lights last night, I want you to check in via text or, or call in and say what you saw and um, let us know. What, what you saw, if you saw anything. Like I said, there were kind of some small breaks. There were mostly clouds, uh, kind of not foggy, but, you know, where it's just overcast a little bit with some breaks in between. So I don't know how good the viewing was, but supposedly the map of where they were visible from dropped into central PA. So maybe you saw something, maybe you didn't. 20 years ago, I got a text message in 20 years ago, uh, 20 years ago, I saw the auroras from Noxon. Yeah, I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, I saw that people saw it there. Tonight, undefeated Liberty University. I know you texted in during Nikki's show because I listened to her as well. Tonight, the undefeated Liberty University ranked 20th plays New Mexico University in a conference USA championship being played in Lynchburg, Virginia. Go Flames. Are you a Liberty University alumni? Little note here, my son was recruited by Liberty University football, went down to Lynchburg for their junior day, spent a weekend down there. Really impressive campus, really nice. Do you know, uh, Jake, have you ever been to Liberty University down in Lynchburg, Virginia? I've never been there, but I, they sponsor who will probably be my next driver once Brad Keselowski retires, and that's William Byron. Yep, yep. So I was down to Liberty University. They have a, a year-round ski and snowboard slope mountain there it's 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 this carpet turf type thing it has a ski lift it has a tow ropes it goes up there and it's year round and that was one of their big selling points for the university and my, my son's a snowboarder so it was like hey you know they they uh 
They recruited him for a slot back uh, wide receiver position, and he actually got some really good write-ups from local media down there that follow the Liberty University. So uh, it was a great, a great visit, great time down there. Got treated very well by the, the Liberty Flames. Got a picture with their mascot, and that was my uh, Liberty University. So I, all, all the best of luck to Liberty University that's out there. Um, and, yeah, somebody... Somebody asked if it was a bear, question mark. I, I'm, I'm almost, I'm 98% sure it's a bear, even though there has been Bigfoot sightings in Carbondale. But, which goes, uh, which goes to my next text message I got. Wife was at the concert last night with her sisters, and they said there was lots of drunk people there. I was not one of them. I did not have a single drink last night. Said she walked in the house about 12.10. She obviously waited for this last song, because I would have been there as well. Because I got home just before, about quarter to 12. And again, I we left just as the last song started. But I did have a heads up when the concert was supposed to end. So I knew to leave when that last song started. So that was that. A little sad news for America is uh, Sandra Day O'Connor, former Supreme Court justice and first woman to serve in the Supreme Court, passed away. She died at 93 from complications of dementia and respiratory illness. So it's a sad day for that. It was uh, something I woke up to this morning when I started looking through the news. She died Friday morning in a Phoenix in Phoenix of complications rate, uh, related to advanced dementia, probably Alzheimer's, and respiratory illness. She's remembered as a history-making woman, a Westerner, a pragmatic conservative, and keen legal mind in the beloved mother and grandmother. Or our thoughts go out to that, and it is an iconic person in America that uh, we should all look to for motivation. Something else that I saw that I just picked up is um, someone in our area, someone here in Pittston, is a million dollars richer. Or at least they bought their ticket in Pittston. A lottery ticket worth $1 million was recently sold at a convenience store in Pittston, Pittston Pennsylvania. Lottery officials announced today. So check your scratch-off. I believe it was a $20 scratch-off lottery ticket worth a million dollars. I believe that convenience store gets a $5,000 bonus for selling that ticket. So if you bought a $20 scratch-off ticket in Pittston, it's it announced the store. I don't know where it is off the top of my head. You could be a million dollars richer. So uh, check those tickets, and good for you. Hopefully it's someone who could use it, deserves it, and will make it well. And a million dollars this year in this day and age really doesn't go very far. I figure, you, what, you win a million dollars, what do you end up getting? 600000 maybe? 500000 560000 No, it's a, good, it's a good plus, as long as you don't get crazy. Could to set you up for the rest of your time, as long as you invest it wisely and don't go spending it up. Oh, the person who texted about Liberty. My daughter's a freshman, fresh girl at Liberty University, and I didn't hear Nikki read my text. She did. I heard it coming in today, so, uh, you know, she definitely did, but uh, I did as well. So congratulations to your daughter. Liberty University is a great university. I had some good time down there. You know, that was one of the schools my son was recruited by and looked into. Uh, Is she a snowboarder or a skier? Has she taken advantage of the ski mountain and snowboard mountain that's there? Do they still have it? 
I believe they do. I don't know why they would get rid of it. But um, I encourage everyone, if you're traveling around, you should visit the universities, especially if you have smaller kids or kids that are going to be of college age sooner or later. Start checking out these schools early because you really have to do your due diligence when it comes to uh, higher education. And higher education is not the only answer. So make sure you check out your trade schools, talk to your kids about the trades, and um, maybe do an alternate route because they are in desperate need when I think we have a overstock of spoiled, academic, entitled, gimme, gimme, gimmies. So the uh, trade route may be your ticket. That being said, it's uh, 321 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 325, 40 degrees with some light rain outside. On this Friday, December 1st, 2023. Well, you know, as interest rate, and we talk about this here on the Rob O'Donnell Show all the time, as interest rates go up, you know, it's getting harder and harder to buy homes. Your, your home is your greatest asset that you've probably that you both you and I have probably will probably ever have in our lifetime and it's uh, important to make sure you're making wise decisions with that especially this time and age where you know not only are interest rates going up to purchase properties but insurances are going up your 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 house insurance car insurances everything's going up and you have to make sure you do your due diligence when you're selling property looking at property before you're making these investments and and one way to do that is to make sure you're buying wisely or as you're selling wisely you're you're heading off things that could bring you to litigation if someone purchased your house that you didn't disclose or if something's found with your house um it's good to to Check all the boxes to do that. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to bring in my next guest, Eric Rubin, who's from Pillar to Post Home Inspections, who does just that. Eric, thanks for joining us on the Rob O'Donnell Show today. Hey, Rob. Thanks a lot for having me on. So, like, like I've said here all the time, you know, investing in property has always been a wise decision. It's most, most likely the pers- a person's, both mine and most people who are listening's, greatest asset that they're going to purchase. You know, we take out up to 30-year mortgages to to gain this asset and even if you're selling it or buying it it's a good idea to do your due diligence to make sure you're doing it right Uh, am i wrong there absolutely i mean it's definitely the largest financial transaction almost anyone ever makes and at the same time it's a very emotional transaction and a lot of times people don't have that second set of eyes behind them to help them out in the whole process and it's not just buying and sales also a lot of times it's just general maintenance I mean, in this market, there are plenty of people that are holding on to their homes for longer than they expected to. And it, when you're in your home for a few years or a few decades, there's things that you just forget about, push off, don't think about. So having, again, the extra set of eyes to come in, point things out to you can be extremely valuable. And you bring up a great point, especially now with interest rates skyrocketing pretty much just over the past year. Uh, a lot of people who plan to maybe sell that house and move down south or move to a smaller place or move to a larger place. You know, if you have a growing family, they are putting that off now because because of the interest rate increase. Maybe the house they could have afforded two or three years ago, they can't really now, so they're going to wait it out for a couple more years. Mm-hmm. You know, I did a home maintenance inspection for a client recently, a woman that, you know, had a great house, you know, older house, 100-year-old house, which I'm sure is very common in this area, as you know. Um, and one of the things I pointed out to her is that, you know, the roof 
right now it's not leaking, but it's showing signs of age. It's something you should pay attention to, maybe get a roofer in here, start getting quotes together, and have that roof changed sooner rather than later. She said to me, well, I, I just changed the roof as soon as I moved into the house. I said, well, when was that? 29 years ago. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so in time. her mind, it was still a new roof. Yeah. For her, she put a new, a new roof on the house. But now, 29 years later, it's time to think about replacing it before she has a leak that's causing water damage inside the home. Yeah, and, and even myself, you know, growing up in New York City, living in the city my entire life in, a ta- in an apartment and townhouse, and then moving out to eastern Long Island, uh, which is a little different topographically. I'm actually a lot different topographically than, than up here in northeast Pennsylvania. When I bought my house here in northeast Pennsylvania 20 years ago, you know, I never had an experience with radon being an issue. And that was one of the things that our inspection found, that it needed a radon abatement system put in before we purchased the house. And w- w- thankfully, we had the seller put that in. Uh, before we mm-hmm. purchased, that was part of the closing agreement. And those are things that these inspections catch up on. Yeah, I mean, things like that radon inspection, it, it's so easy to do as long as you have the correct equipment that's all properly calibrated. And it's not a very expensive thing to take care of, but it's always something you want to take care of before you close on that house. That way you have that peace of mind that it's all. Uh, in addition to radon, something that's very big out here, well water. Get your wells checked, everybody. See what's in your water before you start drinking, cooking, bathing in it. It's very easy for you know a, a licensed inspector to come in, take a water sample, send it out to a third-party laboratory, and they're going to do a full gambit of testing and let you know what's in that water and whether that you need a filtration system or if the filtration system that's already in the house needs to be looked at by a professional. Yeah, it is great. And you, you bring up that second set of eyes. Uh, you know, a lot of us have, you know, myself, I, I've... I've been the handyman for my house since I've had it. Um, you know, I've never taken on the large projects because, you know, I've, I've just gone to the experts for that. But we all have that dad or that grandpa who said, well, I could fix that or I could change the electric. I can add an outlet here. I could put a, I could put a new service in here or I can fix this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it may be done for the fa- good enough for the family, but is it, does it meet standards? Does it meet code? Is, is it going to be able to pass an inspection? If there's an issue and an inspector, a fire inspector says, hey, this is the cause of this. How come, you know, th- this isn't up to code? Who put this in? You know, it could void your insurance. It's so much easier to find these issues before they become disasters than afterwards. No doubt. So what, what are the type of services that you do here in, in Northeast Pennsylvania? So the main bulk of the business is on real estate transactions. Uh, most of them, it's from on the buyer side. That when you go into contract, you go ahead, get your inspection done. Where it does, I do a full um, structural inspection of the house. Check out everything from the foundation to the roof, uh, the mechanical systems, including electrical, plumbing, HVAC, your boiler. Check all of that. We also have additional packages to include things like um, our P2P 360 tour. So we'll do a 360-degree virtual tour of the entire house and also create a floor plan, a measured floor plan off of that. Now with that, you can go out and in that whole contract period, go out and start getting estimates. You want to uh, redo the flooring in this room, you have the square footage. You want to repaint, you know exactly what what you're showing to your contractors. You can even start laying out your furniture beforehand, and it's all done ahead of time of course you do the radon inspections water quality inspections um pretty much anything you need to do to make sure you're moving into a home and you're going to be confident in that home that you move into 
That's great. And like I said, you know, it, it's even good as you're, if you're a seller. If you want to get a heads up on something that somebody else's inspector might find, it's a good idea to know the issues before somebody else has to point it out to you. Because then it's, oh, okay, well, your guy said this, but I don't trust that. So now you have to go out and get it anyway as a seller. So it's sometimes good to uh, be proactive and get that out there as well. Absolutely. You don't want to slow down your sales process when everything is good to go and you're in contract and then all of a sudden you hit a roadblock. Find and fix any glaring issues before they could hurt a sale and slow down that process. And also, in the same, at the same time, go ahead and get that report. So that way, one of the things that I do at Pillar to Post is I create a home highlight sheet. So, yeah, I'm going to point out on a, on a piece of marketing material that you can use that you have a new roof a new water heater, whatever it is, as highlights for the house that you can then use to go ahead and sell the house and hopefully get a few more dollars for it. Well, Eric, I appreciate your tips today. Um, you know, with, with insurances going up, with taxes going up, with home price, interest rates going up and home prices leveling off and such, it's a good time to, to make sure that people are paying attention to that, to make sure they're, it helps them at every penny they got. And it's, I appreciate you joining us. It's Eric Rubin at Pillar to Post Home Inspections. Thank you, Eric. All right, Rob. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you. Not a problem. It's uh, 3.34 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. That's uh, the Pogues front man. Uh, Shane McGowan passed away yesterday at uh, 65. It's a classic, uh, iconic New York Christmas song. Um, video. Had some well-known artists in it. And actors acting as the the police, taking him to the drunk tank. But a uh, sad loss for the fans of Irish music in New York. And again, that's uh, Shane McGowan from the Pogues, died yesterday at age 65. I uh, was talking yesterday as, as it broke. They had the meeting yesterday at the Lackawanna County Commissioner's Office approving the budget hike this year of 5.9%. And I saw that it hit the newspapers. It's out on social media, and there's hundreds of comments, of course, bashing the situation but when we brought it up earlier before it was passed there was not much outcry and uh, you know from what people that I know that were at the commissioners meeting there was only three people there for a public comment so we, we have no one else to blame but ourselves but you know I talked about back in 2020 they raised the taxes 11.3 percent the same group of commissioners and um you know, I was blaming the commissioner majority, and I just wanted to clarify some things. Back in 2020, it was a two-to-one vote to raise the Lackawanna County taxes 11.3%. But those two-to-one vote were Jerry Notariani, the Democratic majority commissioner and chairman, and Republican commissioner Chris Chermack voted to amend the budget containing a 11.3% tax increase. Democratic commissioner Debbie Dominic, who I've been critical of, voted against that tax raise. So I just wanted to clarify that there. And this year, just yesterday, Chris Chermack was the only one to vote no on the 5.9% increase. So those are the facts about the votes when it gets to it. But that's a total for this group of commissioners, for this four years. And that's uh, Jerry Notariani, the county commissioner, the, the chairman of the county commissioners. Debbie Dominic, who's on her way out, along with Jerry Notariani. And um, Chris Chermack, over their tenure of the four years, they've raised our taxes 17.2%. Now, I am against, and this is going to be hard for some people to say, you know, 
these these politicians who say, well, I haven't raised your taxes. We've seen the damage that does at school boards. We've seen what it does for municipalities. We've seen what it does for counties. We've seen what it does for our federal government. Costs increase. County workers, public workers, you know, need increases to keep up with inflation. It's as simple as that. Costs go up. But you need to manage that. So anybody who tells you it's been two or three years that we haven't raised anything, a 0% tax increase, that doesn't work. Sooner or later, that is going to smack you in the face. And I've said that. I would like. I would rather see a more modest 1%, 1.5%, 2%, even up to 3% a year budget increase to keep up with increasing costs, to keep up with public workers you know, getting their raises as well. They have families. They're doing things. The costs for supplies, the costs for doing things, the costs for leasing properties and rents and vehicles, everything goes up. So we have to address that even in public service, even in government. But to prove that point and why I brought this up again today is if they raised the taxes 3% every year for the four years that they were in office, that's only a 12% increase. And we're at a 17.2% increase now. So... Be any politician, any entity, any school board member that says, well, I'm the one who didn't raise your taxes for so many years. I saw that in my own home loan school district of Lakeland back, you know, 15 years ago, where for, for years they didn't raise the taxes. And all of a sudden it had to be the max for a year or two because they've neglected things because they wanted to be the good guys and girls. They wanted to be the ones that say, I looked out for you. I didn't raise anything. I'm sorry. Government costs more each year, just like everything else costs more each year. So you need to address that, but in a fiduciary, responsible way. And we haven't seen that. We ha- we've seen both ends of the spectrum to where they want to be the good guys and girls in office to say they've looked out for you and they haven't raised your taxes. And then every couple of years, they smack you in the head with an 11.3% increase. And this year, a 5.9% increase. Whereas if they would have managed it properly and honestly each year to say, hey, you know what? Each year costs go up and we're going to try and do the best to keep it as low as we can between one and three percent. That's a national average. That's what's accepted. That's what is doable for both government to survive and us as the taxpayers to survive. And we don't see that. And we need politicians to be honest with us and say, okay, you know, we're going to try and keep it between 1% and 3% each year. And like I just pointed out, it would have been less if they did that. Even at the max, 3% for each year is 12% rather than 17.2% increase in the four years. So that's my two cents on that again. You know, I just wanted to pull up and clarify some things there because I didn't want to make it seem like I was just blaming the Democrat majority here because it was two to one, but it was a little different back in 2020 as it was this year. So uh, those are the facts, and I'm sticking to it. It's 3.46 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 3.49, 40, 40 degrees rainy? See, we have 40 degrees and rainy outside still, as well. And it's Friday, December 1st, 2023. As we talked earlier today, uh, this week, remember I talked about that hack out at the uh, water facility out in uh, near Pittsburgh, in Aliquippa, I believe it was. Well, now congressmen are asking the DOJ to investigate the water utility hack, warning it could happen anywhere. Three members of Congress have asked the U.S. Justice Department to investigate how foreign hackers breached a water authority near Pittsburgh, prompting the nation's top cyber defense agency 
to warn other water and sewage treatment facilities that they may be vulnerable. The letter released Thursday, U.S. Senators John Fetterman and Bob Casey and U.S. Representative Chris Deluzio said Americans must know their drinking water and other basic infrastructures are safe from nation-state adversaries and terrorist organizations. Any attack on our nation's critical infrastructure is unacceptable, Fetterman, Casey, and Deluzio wrote in a letter to Attorney General Mark Garland, Merrick Garland. If a hack like this can happen here in western Pennsylvania, it can happen anywhere else in the United States. Pretty similar to what I said here the other day, and I said I knew the Pennsylvania State Police were working on it, and it's good to see that the DOJ has sent out a warning to other water and sewage treatment utilities that may be vulnerable. Just what I said earlier this week, didn't I? I said they should, they were probably in the process of identifying who else uses this type of software and that they're vulnerable and send out a warning on how to patch it so they could patch these things. So that was uh, good news to hear that uh, they're on it at least. Maybe a couple days later than I was here at the station telling to you guys, but at least they're doing something about it in forming a letter. Maybe it took a couple days to form the letter and get it out. That being said, uh, you know, speaking of Congress, George Santos, the uh, New York congressman from New York, was expelled, being the sixth member of the House of Representatives to ever be expelled today, and probably walked off the floor for the last time. That's a good thing. It appears the governor is going to be scheduling a special election, so we'll see what happens there. But Fetterman, I've I've found myself probably about a half dozen times in the past two weeks agreeing with John Fetterman. And that's a good thing. It's uh, maybe he's growing into his role. Maybe he's he's taking on the status quo of his party. That's for sure. Um. He's been very vocal on a support vocal on a support of Israel. He's been uh, very vocal of the support about squad members who have backed some uh, radical ideas, and now he was on TV, and Fetterman said, "We have colleague, we have a colleague in the Senate that's actually done more sinister kinds of things than George Santos. He needs to go. If you're going to expel Santos, how do you, can you allow?" Senator Mendez to remain in the Senate. Mendez is really a senator for Egypt, not New Jersey. This is coming from John Fetterman. You got to give him credit there. And I do. I call it as I see it. You know, I'm going to call him out for his gaffes. I'm going to call him out for some of the silly things he said and the fact that, you know, with, with his medical issues, can he truly serve the people of Pennsylvania? With his emotional issues, can he truly serve the people of Pennsylvania? I'm glad he got help for it. I'm glad he sought to uh, fix himself and get the assistance he needed to do so. But he's come out swinging on a couple of things to where I you know, have to give him credit for it. I'm going to give credit where it's due. So uh, good for you, John Fetterman. I believe he was on The View when he said that. So, uh, you know, good information there for him. Something else I wanted to jump on real quick, if you get SSI payments, Social Security, supplemental Social Security income, you are going to be getting two checks in the month of December. You've gotten one today, Friday, December 1st, and you will get one Friday, December 29th, which is really your January payment, but because of the holiday and what day it falls on and such, 
there's two payments now. So a lot of people get confused. They say, oh, you know, I got this early. Why did I get it? That's why you got it. So uh, there's two reasons. Typically, the Social Security Social Security Administration disperses SSI checks on the first of each month. However, there are a couple of exceptions to the payment schedule. One, if the first of the month is a holiday, and two, if the first of the month is on a weekend. Since January 1st is a holiday, New Year's Day, January payments are going to be in a couple days earlier. means your January payment will arrive Friday, December 29th, which means you won't receive a payment in January then. Time for the bloom. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show. Here on WILK News Radio, almost four o'clock. Jake, I'm going to use you for this one. Did you hear what happened with the uh, Oklahoma State and Texas Big Twelve? I game? got a notification about that just Did a you? little while ago. This is crazy. Uh-huh. I guess uh, the Oklahoma State Texas rivalry took a gruesome turn when a dead Longhorn cow was discovered on the lawn of an Oklahoma State fraternity one day before the schools are to meet in the Big Twelve championship. They show it, uh, the New York Post has the story, and they show a flatbed removing a longhorn steer that was disemboweled and thrown on the lawn of this fraternity. Nothing suspicious there, Rob. Nope. I mean, I'm all for school rivalries, but uh, that's taking taking it it a little too far. To a very high level. It's not like shooting a mule in the dean's office or anything, but (laughs) guys, don't, don't do, guys and girls, don't do that.